Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to Blinded Faith. I'm Yasser, talking faiths and beliefs and the impact they have on the world today. According to Stonewall, over 70 countries still criminalize same-sex relationships. So how does this discrimination affect LGBT travelers from the UK? Does it change travelers' views on visiting some of the most incredible places on earth just because of their sexuality? I'm heading to the HQ of outofoffice.com in sunny Farringdon in London to meet with the founder, Darren Byrne. My view is that if we don't travel to these places, if we don't go and explore these destinations, if people aren't exposed to people like me who are LGBT, then minds won't change. It's an LGBT-friendly luxury travel company, so I'm hoping I can get a good handle on modern LGBT travel and how countries' beliefs affect it. Hi, Darren. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Congratulations on your offices, by the way. Thank you very much. They're very nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's like something out of a movie set. I love it. Um, I'm going to get straight into it. Have you had a bad experience as a gay man traveling abroad? Yes, it's a simple answer. I mean, I don't think there is a, an LGBT individual on the planet that hasn't felt some sort of discrimination when traveling to another country. And that's part of the reason we founded this business. I had a particularly bad experience with a, a former boyfriend of mine when we were traveling to Egypt. Right. Um, and, you know, Egypt isn't known as being one of the most LGBT-friendly countries, but um, we did at least think that we'd be able to be checking into somewhere in Sharm el-Sheikh with no problems. This is before um, the flying yeah. ban happened sh- there. Sharm el-Sheikh's very touristy. Very touristy. And, you know, we got there and we, instantly felt awful we got to the check-in desk and um we were basically told to to go away they wouldn't give us a double bed while they were checking in other travelers who were straight and getting a double bed and you know it just made me feel so inferior and it made me feel so upset um and we ended up checking into another hotel but it did really put a a really sour mood on the on the whole on the whole trip really and you know i just what happened though so you walk into the Mm check-in you say your names what was their yeah. Well, they, they saw two guys. I mean, you could tell very instantly yeah. they were instantly uncomfortable about it. And, and it just made us think, well, you know, if this is the welcome at reception, like what's the rest of the staff going to be? What are the other people in the resort going to be like? And actually, it's, it's very rarely the other people in the resort. You'll get a feel from a, from a hotel from its, its staff and whether yeah. they are welcoming. And, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, in a lot of destinations around the world, you know, tourism is their lifeblood. It's what keeps them going. It's what supports their livelihood. And, you know, a lot of destinations are now very much 
comfortable with LGBT childhoods, but there's still a long way to go. You know, there are still 70 countries where it is illegal to be gay or LGBT. And, you know, that is hopefully and it is changing. But, um, you know, there's still a long way to go. And I don't think that 70 is going to reduce particularly quickly. Yeah. Do you think it's mainly the attitudes of people in the hotels that will make you more uncomfortable? Or do you think it's the structure of how hotels are built in countries like Egypt where, you know, it's kind of it's illegal to be gay? I think it's a combination of the two, actually. I think, you know, there is uh, in some uh, international destinations a lack of training and a lack of awareness yeah. amongst um, the staff. And I think what that means is it, 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 puts a, it puts the staff in a difficult position because some of them are not doing it out of um, offensiveness. They're doing it out of ignorance. So, for example, we know um, of some travellers that went to India and they were staying in a, in a hotel over there. And it was, you know, when you go to a hotel and there's the two twin beds pushed together as a double, but it yeah. is a double bed, right? And if there's that annoying crack down the middle, yeah. like, why, is there, why is there a crack down the middle? But, that, but, but that's the reality. And then, but every morning, um, the maid would come in and she would separate the beds. Um, and it wasn't because she was homophobic. It's because she couldn't understand why the couple kept pushing the twin beds together when they were two guys. So it wasn't, a homophobia thing it was just an ignorance thing and actually there is a, a lot to be said about that you know there are a lot of destinations which just haven't ever been exposed to lgbt lifestyles in a way that makes them comfortable yeah but this even happens in five-star hotels it's not you know exclusive in you know in you know the three-star or or below chains it happens in five-star hotels and big international chains too because there's sometimes some of them don't have a global policy and therefore they're runners franchises or, or something like that and and it happens in places like that I only only this week i got an email from a five-star hotel which basically said they couldn't understand why we were trying to send travelers there because they were not gay friendly i'll just read you what it said it said i thought this it was is an actual from this from is an actual, actual email wow. from um a hotel that, that came to us this week i thought i was and it's from their sales and marketing directors you know someone you think is well traveled and 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 worldly wise yeah because they're promoting that resort globally right and they said i thought i was quite clear in my email saying that name of resort doesn't seek promotion amongst lgbt society because it is not gay friendly due to the size of our island um and due to the lack of privacy we don't support lgbt travelers that's incredible I know, right? In totally incredible. <laughs> this is the person that's trying to sell the hotel. Exactly. And actually, you know, what that does is instantly means that we will not feel comfortable sending our clients to that hotel yeah. and they are losing out on valuable business. Yeah. And, you know, um, the, the nuances in that email as well to say, you know, because of the lack of privacy, it's almost them saying we don't want LGBT travellers in our resort in case it offends any of the other people there. Yeah. But guess what? Most of the people travelling to your resort are Westerners and have a very good understanding that guess what there are yeah. couples that are two gay men or two gay women um traveling do you think then it is a point of let's try and please our regulars that are you know they, that, that aren't gay we have them coming around all the time our country the people that don't our country doesn't really view gay people in the same way the western world does do you think it's because of that then or do you think it's because they are actually homophobic um potentially there's you know there's there's an element of that, I would imagine, in terms of people thinking, well, you know, not everyone wants to see two guys holding hands or two girls holding yeah. hands. It's a niche um, market we're trying to please. It, yeah, and actually, but the, the challenge is there. Where do you draw the line? If you're discriminating against LGBT, are you suddenly discriminating based on someone's gender or someone's race or someone's disability? You know, it, it's, it's a very, very unclear situation. As soon as you discriminate against one group of people, you're effectively discriminating against everyone, I think.
Hi, Jake. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Lovely good. to be in your offices. Um, now, you have probably the best job on earth. Um, so, I am a luxury travel concierge. So, I help clients put together spectacular trips, places that are very gay friendly, places further afield, um, to really kind of match exactly what they're looking for. What sort of things do you look for? So, say if it's a big five star hotel, what would be like your first couple of things that you'd be on your radar? I think for me, it's about how they differentiate themselves for LGBT clients. Mm. So his and hers um, dressing gowns, for example, I mean, we'd want two hises or two hers. Um, all these kind of small touches, which just make it really personal, especially yeah. for our clients who are going on honeymoons and going on once in a lifetime trips. Um, these touches really do make such a difference. Yeah. Um, have you had any bad experiences? I have had a few. Um, I was actually in the Dominican Republic this weekend. Right. It was a really beautiful hotel. It was five star. Um, but I actually had quite a few homophobic comments thrown at me and my partner. Right. We were being very respectful. We weren't holding hands. Um, and strangely enough, it was actually um, other tourists who were being homophobic. We happened to travel over spring break. So it was kind of a younger crowd. There were lots of um, kind of Americans, Canadians, people mm. from all over the place. Um, but we were really taken aback by it because we are obviously, we're kind of frequent travelers. We are respectful in other countries. Um, but it just really showed me how important it is to be doing this job and to make sure that we are sending people to places where they're going to be welcomed. Yeah. And See, yeah. I would have thought people come from America, Canada, you know, the Western world, you'd be open to. Yeah, so would I. I oh. guess it really does. Um, I don't know. It just shows yeah. that you can't, you can't be too careful anywhere you go. But yeah. that's where we come into play to yeah. do those kind of background checks. Um, have there been any other bad experiences you've had in any other countries? Um, I went to India a few years ago with one of my ex-partner. Yeah. Um, we Where were, was in India was this? It was actually in Goa. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it was beautiful. But we were going to celebrate a kind of anniversary. So we spoke to the hotel beforehand. We obviously looked into um, kind of making sure it was somewhere that was gay friendly. And we specifically requested a double bed. Um, when we arrived, we checked into our room and we had two twin beds, which was disappointing, but we kind of had a chat about it and we decided to go and speak to the manager. Mm -hmm. So the manager came up to the room and he was quite confrontational and quite aggressive and questioning why we would want a double bed. Um, and obviously we kind of felt really uncomfortable with this. We didn't want to answer. We didn't know whether it was safe to answer. Yeah. So we kind of backed down and just spent the whole trip in twin beds, which we secretly pushed together. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really kind of intimidating experience and it put a bit of a downer on the whole trip, which was a real shame because we both wanted to go to India for so long. Um, but I know it's improved massively since then. Huge, so. yeah. Um, it's definitely on my list to go back to, and I'm sure it'll be a much better experience. When you are traveling about, as well as the hotel, let's put the hotel sort of things out of the way. Um, when it comes to restaurants, when it comes to doing sort of your normal activities you would do on holiday, lying on the beach, things like that, um, what do you look for? I think it really depends on the client. I mean, some clients are kind of wanting specific gay beaches. They're wanting places which really do cater to the LGBT community. Um, but me personally, I'm quite happy to kind of integrate into every beach and make sure that obviously I'm getting a full kind of picture of the place. So I think it really does depend on what the client's looking for, whether they are going for kind of a gay or lesbian specific break or whether they are just wanting to kind of go somewhere a bit more 
cultural. We do have a really long way to go still, but the other point is to not scaremonger too much either and not worry too much as well. There are resources out there like our business that can help people travel to more tricky destinations. And like I said earlier, I want to travel to these destinations myself. I want to see the world. It's part of you know who I am and I, I, I really want to explore. And I think it's really important that you know, you're mindful and you take advice, but it doesn't stop you trying to travel and explore the world that, that's out there. Um, does this vary country to country? Yeah, absolutely. So the laws are always changing. One of the things we do on our website is to put in black and white what the laws are at that present moment in that country. So there are places where it is illegal to be gay, but we do send travellers to, to still. And I think it's really important that we don't say, well, because um, it's illegal to be gay, you shouldn't go there or you can't go there. Well, guess what? I'm gay and I want to be able to travel to some of these destinations. It's about how you do it. Yeah. Now, there are some people who say, well, you shouldn't be supporting these nations' economies. Well, my view is quite different to that although I respect that view fully um, my view is that if we don't travel to these places if we don't go and explore these destinations if people aren't exposed to people like me who are LGBT then minds won't change mindsets won't change and it's really important that that they do and I also think it's really difficult with that argument to say where you draw the line so mm. for example full same-sex marriage isn't legal in Italy does that mean you're not going to travel to Italy because you haven't got full equality? Well, of course it doesn't. You're still going to travel to Italy because, you know, it's not illegal to be gay, but there's a very difficult yeah. line to tread there. And I think, you know, as soon as you start saying, I won't travel there because of this law, then there's another counter law that, you know, that, mm. that doesn't quite stack up with that argument. Do you think the laws reflect what the what the people think of that country? So, for example, in Italy, you're saying, you know, it's, it's not legal for gay marriages, for example. But the people of that country, I'm pretty sure, are open to gay people. To totally. And, you know, it's, it, obviously a lot of it comes down to government policy. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure when civil partnerships were introduced in the UK and when same-sex marriage was introduced in the UK, the bulk of the population supported it well before that. But these things take time. They're not yeah. overnight, overnight changes. And, you know, part of our job as a, as a business is to support destinations and help educate them yeah. as well. So we work with quite a lot of tourist boards. You know, we are approached on a daily basis by hotels saying, we want to attract more LGBT travellers. And mm. I'm like, great, why? And, you know, oh, well, and they don't necessarily know why. They just think it's the thing they should be doing, which is great, you know, don't yeah. get me wrong. And guess what? There is a very strong commercial argument there, you know, for people to say, um, well, LGBT travellers do spend more in your destination. They do tend to have more disposable income. So it is really good to talk to some of these directors of sales and marketing and, and, and managing directors of, of hotel chains from a commercial angle, because guess what? They're trying to grow their business. So if we can go from a commercial angle and affect social change in the process, then happy days. And it seems like it's going to work. I, I hope that. so. <laughs> I love that. Um, do you think overall, is it getting easier or harder for LGBT travellers? On the whole, it is getting easier. Um, you know, you still hear things like only recently the um, the, the Brunei law that's been um, installed in terms of stoning gay people to death. You know, yeah. there have been calls for um, boycotting hotels. And, you know, I totally support people who, who want to go down that route. Again, I don't think it's necessarily um, the, the, the right way to engage in dialogue. Yes, I wouldn't send people to those hotels, but I would still absolutely have a dialogue with those hotels about how we can try and make some changes and you know there'll be employees yeah. of these hotels who are LGBT so imagine working at one of these hotels you are LGBT and you know that the owners are 
the Brunei, you know, the Sultan of Brunei, and that country is stoning you people like you to death. That's a really hard position yeah. to be in. But boycotting that hotel and not going to that hotel means you're basically throwing those people out on, yeah. out on a limb. Do you know what I mean? Like, so how do we engage those people? But how do you show companies like this or people that have made laws like that that you are angry though? If you're gonna just talk about it, talking doesn't always get you anywhere. It doesn't. No, and um, and, and I think you're right in that. You know, and boy, some boycotts, you know can work it's just not something i personally feel comfortable with i want to try and effect change through dialogue yeah i want to try you know i want to send people to places like the Maldives. we know the hotels in the Maldives that have gay managers for example yeah. it's illegal to be gay in the Maldives, right so i wouldn't wow. hold hands with my partner walking through the mainland airport but once i get to the resort knowing that there is a gay manager at the helm of that resort you know that's important and that's impressive and that's certainly the kind of resort i would welcome staying at and and, you know, there are, again, plenty of LGBT employees in the Maldives. And it's, yeah. it's, it's you know, it's not black and white, I don't think. And I think anyone who, who says it is, 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 is kidding themselves. Yeah. Um, we spoke about sort of the hotel experience, the checking experience, stuff like that. And you mentioned just briefly about holding hands uh, at the airport in countries where being gay is illegal. What are the other challenges you face? Do you feel like when you go out for a meal, you have to act differently? When you go out clubbing, you have to act differently? Like, what kind of challenges do you face that you wouldn't normally face at home? It depends. I mean... Y- you still don't always feel comfortable walking down the street holding hands with your partner in London, let alone in a, in a foreign country. I think it's, it's quite nuanced. It obviously varies from country to country. I think every LGBT person has felt nervous or discriminated against at some point in their life, whether that was growing up or whether that is today and still a, a lived reality for that person. Um, so, you know, I think it's a case-by-case basis. There's not yeah. a kind of, you know, I can't say, you know, would I hold hands walking down the street in Santa Monica? Maybe. Would I hold hands walking down the street in Jakarta? No. So it's, you know, it's it's different and it's a case-by-case basis. And, and but what I do appreciate about your website is that you do have lists of what goes down. You're kind of pre-warning people. How do you come up with that? Because government policies are very different to, I mean, we touched upon it before, are very different to what the people of the country feel. So how do you gauge that? How do you judge that? Um, well, I, I think it's very important to show what the government policy is. Because, yeah. you know, you, you know we, we, we're honest with our clients about what is legal and what isn't. And then it's up to them to make an informed decision. Mm. You know, there are plenty of travel companies out there. We've mystery shopped plenty of them where we kind of ring up, pretend to be a gay couple, and we say, oh, you know, is it okay to be gay in the Maldives? And you know, we regularly get back from the, 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 the agent on the other end. Oh, well, it must be because we send gay people there all the time. Well, no, actually, it's not legal to be gay. However, did you know, it's also not legal to drink alcohol in the Maldives, but in the five-star resorts there, you can drink alcohol and you can be welcomed in certain resorts, not all resorts, um, as an LGBT couple. And, you know, our company actually offers honeymoon benefits to same-sex couples in the Maldives because we've worked with hotels to develop that as a as a product offering and you know that's great that we've actually been able to do that because you know the Maldives is a beautiful destination yes the laws are backward but there are LGBT travellers that want to travel there not everyone but those that do we want to enable them to do it in the safest possible way yeah um, it's, it's really good what you guys are doing I think it's brilliant it's really definitely needed as well it's quite new in the journey um, have you gotten anything wrong so far? Has have any travellers been sort of not attacked but felt uncomfortable in certain areas? Get surveys from all of our customers. So we learnt very quickly. For example, in Sri Lanka, um, we had um, a couple travel to Sri Lanka, and we had a driver in Sri Lanka, um, two women, and a driver in, in Sri Lanka who didn't realise they were a couple, and so was flirting with them. For example, right. Um, so that was a learning for us. Absolutely, you know, um, the the, the they 
they'd been identified by the suppliers we worked there as not homophobic and that they'd be fine but they didn't understand that the two females together were actually on their honeymoon so we got that feedback very quickly we managed to resolve it we changed the driver but those kind of things are massive learnings you know we will only ever be as good as our last booking yeah and we are learning all the time you know we we still um every single day are talking to new suppliers and talking to new tourist boards to find new products and test new products and you know last year we sent um four of our team members to different countries just on research trips just to like go and explore that destination as an lgbt traveler and open dialogue again with hotel chains because you know we can then use that first-hand experience to to offer a more authentic service to our clients yeah some say, and I think I've sort of gathered the answer already from some, some of the answers that you said before, but some say the best way to change country's attitude is for LGBT travellers to go there rather than avoid it, to send more people there to educate them. Um, I'm assuming you agree with this. Oh, wholeheartedly, yeah. I think, you know, like I said, I want to travel to some of these more tricky destinations and I will travel to some of these more tricky destinations to um, to try and change mindsets and it won't be overnight. But yeah. certainly by not going to these places, they're going to remain sheltered. They're going to remain um, isolated in terms of their viewpoints. And, you know, the thing that really upsets me is that the the Caribbean for example there are some amazing places there and there are some amazing pockets that are really LGBT friendly like Aruba and Curaçao really welcoming um, islands Dutch Dutch uh, run Um, but actually there are other places that have still got British colonial laws in place that from from decades ago that have impacted their society today so actually it's the Brits and it's our laws that are still having a negative impact on destinations today in terms of homophobia. So Jamaica, for example, um, you know, we know a hotel there that has a gay manager. Uh, we work with JFLAG, which is the um, Jamaican Forum for Lesbians and Gays. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with them. Uh, really closely to ensure that if a traveller wants to go there and we haven't sent a traveller there yet but when if and when someone wants to go to Jamaica we can do it in the right way so we can know the charity workers we can know where the safe spaces are we can know which hotels to stay at we do all of that work in advance even though we haven't yet sent anyone there because if someone does want to go there I want them to I want to sit their hand on heart and say we can do it in the right possible way for you Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. What are the common misconceptions of gay travel? For example, is it all about sex? Is that what they're thinking? We don't want two gay people to have sex in our beds. Is that what you... Do you reckon that's what it is? Or I think gay travel has had a bit of a PR nightmare over the last few decades. Yeah. There have been some very disreputable 
gay travel companies in the UK um, that now no longer exist that went bust because they were focusing solely on the Grand Canaria, uh, Mykonos, Ibiza, short haul market. Yeah. And what that meant is that they were taking um, allocations at hotels that they couldn't fill and they went bust as a result and they left customers out of pocket and um, people unhappy. And they were dealing with short haul destinations, which, you know, appeal to some people. But they weren't really doing long haul honeymoon destinations. Now, at Out of Office, we cater for everyone, but the bulk of our clients are honeymoon travelers or people joining a gay group trip of like 12 guys or girls going to Machu Picchu, for example, like on a group, group adventure. Now, that kind of travel hasn't really ever been done in the LGBT market before until we came along. And I think, unfortunately, there is a legacy PR issue with the way that gay travel companies and LGBT travel companies existed in the past. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we're changing that perception. You don't have to look at our website. It's much more <laughs> upmarket and well-designed than some of the incarnations of travel companies that came before. And that I'm really passionate about great design and great customer service and honesty as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I, I, I'd stake my reputation on, on all of my team and the products we offer in terms of you know providing the the correct service to people and i think the 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 thing you mentioned about you know are gay holidays just about sex well there's a segment of the market that go on big cruises and that's a very big part of the 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 industry Mm. but there's a whole other section of society and of the market that doesn't want to do that that is now with same-sex marriage being legal in loads of places going on honeymoons when i travel with my partner to places we don't go and visit all the local gay bars necessarily on the trip. We want to go and see a play or do something cultural. And we want to know what other LGBT people recommend. And and, and that's really where we come in, in terms yeah. of offering that advice, working, you know, we've got private guides, LGBT guides all over the world where we can do gay history tours in Greece, for example. We can even offer a gay history tour around the Vatican, which, you know, allows people to look, you know, in the Sistine Chapel, there is artwork that is LGBT. There is, you know, frescoes that are LGBT within the Vatican, which is just fascinating because of the, the, the kind of anathema there. But, um, you know, those are the kind of things that we really pride ourselves in, that that point of difference, rather than it's a big party holiday, we're going to go to Grand Canaria in a three-star hotel. (laughs) You know, there's a a place for that and there's a market for that, absolutely. But we've moved on a bit from that too. Because it it seems like the misconception is the fact that, oh, they're going to have sex, they don't realise they're normal people wanting to get away from their jobs or whatever they're doing just to come sit on the beach to come taste the food from your country and things like that that's what I'm kind of gathering from your chat so far it feels like they need to be guided rather than let's fight these people Mm, for sure and it it, it comes down to training yeah Uh, you know and it's it starts with the hotel and it starts with the tourist board and it starts with the government yeah it's their responsibility in a destination it's not the locals actually you know the locals need to be brought on a journey that you know they're they're homophobia is is led by governments it's led by tourist boards and it's led by hotel chains when it comes to travel and media yeah yeah, and, and media correct and perceptions and actually you know if you've been told that for so long, you believe it. We've all been guilty of some kind of prejudice in our life at some point, and it's because of stereotypes, and it's because of prejudice that has been been portrayed to us from whatever route that is. And I think, actually, you know, if we can engage governments, if we can engage tourist boards, if we can engage hotels, then that's where it needs to start because then that will trickle down to the locals. The local that works in the hotel will tell their family about they saw a gay couple and it was really nice. And 
they weren't snogging each other's faces off in public. They're just like two other people. Do you know what I mean? That's where it starts. And that's where you can affect change. So even if we only, you know, even if out of office doesn't exist in 50 years time, but we've affected change in one country by sending some people to that country, then I'm happy. You yeah. know, I'm happy. That's, that's job well done because we've done, we've had a positive impact somewhere along the way. Yeah. Uh, how does travel safety differ from people along each area of LGBT spectrum? For example, how does it differ gay men to lesbians to transsexual people? Um, who basically you have to put down if you're male or female on a passport things can get a bit awkward do you know what it's funny because the the uk still has gender on passport and it's binary it's m or f yeah right but there are places in the world that are really coming on like malta for example has just removed uh the need for gender on passports which is fantastic right so malta is a really interesting case in in terms of it was really really low down on the ilga's index which is the international lesbian and gay associations index um in terms of gay friendly lgbt friendly countries um and it's now at number one and that's come about through a number of ways that's obviously by affecting change by educating um people within the government by changing laws mm. and the trans laws there are really progressive so you know we still in the uk have a long way to go when it comes to things like that um so yeah it, there are different considerations to be made and you know you as a trans traveler you have to really consider you know how do you present are you going to be okay going through the passport control in certain places and unfortunately there isn't very much advice out there for that and it is a very difficult and very personal decision to make uh, and you know we try and support travelers where where we can in doing that but but unfortunately there isn't a, a again a one-size-fits-all approach on that it, it, it does vary by destination and it could even vary it could even vary down to the person that is on the passport control gate when you get there for example so you know it, it's it's difficult and you do have to be mindful of it um again like i said for gay and lesbian travelers you know would you hold hands at the mainland airport in the Maldives? no you wouldn't would you go through separately you probably would just to make it easier for yourself and to, to, to not raise any eyebrows but again it's nuanced it's not black and white um, do you think it varies country to country according to religion because I mean it's, 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 it's everyone knows Dubai isn't very LGBT friendly so do you think because it's an Islamic country that's why it is it's a difficult question because you know there are people who are including, sorry, including trans people in this conversation yeah well. of course yeah. it's a difficult conversation because there are Islamic people who are gay or are trans or are bi or are lesbian and yeah. they believe in Islam and they support Islam but they are also gay and they're not exclusive there are, in, you know, there are plenty of people out there who are both. Um, I think, you know, Dubai is an interesting example. It's got a huge underground gay scene. Let's be honest, yeah. it does. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult. We've tried to reach out to some of the providers, and you know, we you can find them if you search the internet. And we wanted to list them on travelgay.com, and they didn't want to be listed because of the danger yeah. to them and to their livelihoods. And they still, you know, they thought they could market their their business effectively underground, which they can. But it's a shame because there are some great things to do in some of these destinations, um, and, and and not able to. Religion's a, a, a difficult one. It's not one I want to particularly get into because it is again not very black and white in terms of um, you know being yeah. a one-size-fits-all approach. But I, I don't think the two are exclusive. Yeah. Look at, you know, one of the most free countries on earth and they're having all kinds of issues over trans bathrooms and, you yeah. know, gender-neutral toilets in different states. And, you know, it, 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 it still surprises me that even some of the most forward-thinking, progressive countries 
have these issues and but they do and you know so how can we as a western civilization like try to get other countries to come on this journey if we're not fully there ourselves yet can you imagine if there was a gay president in the u.s right that what impact that would have globally and i mean look at ireland gay gay uh t-shock there and you know it it's 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 making change he went and stood next to mike pence in the usa and you know mike pence officially known as quite a homophobic person um but he stands next to mike pence and his wife with his partner these kind of things make a huge difference like to to anyone watching on cnn globally or an indian television network globally or wherever they are in the world seeing those kind of things there will be someone in that country who is a teenager growing up and thinking oh guess what i'm not alone because they'd have had no exposure to other people like that in their in their own country so those kind of things we've got to keep doing them we've got to keep traveling to these places we've got to keep trying to affect change darren byrne there he surprised me Like, I honestly thought he'd want LGBT travellers to avoid countries with these beliefs, but he thinks by going there, they can help change it. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to leave a comment. In the next episode of Blinded Faith, conspiracy theories are nothing new, but the interest in flat earth communities online is growing. There's even a Netflix documentary on it. I'll be finding out why as I talk with Dave Murphy an influential flat earther and a former computer programmer who now lives off-grid. Your fundamental reality, yeah, you live on a ball. So when somebody else questions it, the first thing you do is go, oh, you're crazy. I'm Yasser, thanks for listening and join me next time on Blinded Faith. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24.